friends, and welcome to the Retro Game Guys podcast. I'm your host and resident picky gamer, Dustin, and I'm joined by my good friends, the retro gaming guru, Zach. A whole new world. <laughs> Come on, Alex. Hey, new buddy. If it turns a surprise. Am I the princess? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hold your breath, it gets better. <laughs> I don't know why I'm singing that as if it's like, you know, like a, the really bad 80s crooner. Some, some. I don't mind that. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of Alex, the Infrequent Gamer is here with us, Mr. Alex. That's me. All right. <laughs> Great to talk with you guys. I hope you guys are staying safe. Um, I know some of our listeners have an added challenge going on with the deep freeze happening this week in Texas and other parts of the southern U.S. In your honor, the Retro Game Guys have made a donation to Austin Mutual Aid to do our small part to help. All right, let's get into the show. Let's get going. In this episode, we're covering the movie tie-in platformer Aladdin, which was released in 1993. The game was released for a few different systems, but today we'll be focusing on the versions released for the Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo. It was two different developers, two different takes, and we'll definitely have more to say about that. Yeah, I got a feeling that uh, we won't all agree on which version is best. Yeah, so I'm 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 going to guess your guys' opinion is wrong, but we'll see. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely know where you're coming from, <laughs> for sure. I have for reasons. Sure. I'm not just the hash the the hashtag that is associated with me, but I have I have actually very good reasons, and we'll get to that. So speaking of that better version, uh, <laughs> the the Genesis version is also included in the Aladdin and the Lion King re-release for the Switch. This release features a ton of extras, including multiple versions of the games, uh, but no Aladdin on SNES. Yeah, what the heck, man? There's an Aladdin director's cut with bug fixes and smoother scrolling, and they took out the weird CGI mustache thing. And (laughs) Oh, wait, that was... Sorry, that was just like... I'm getting my uh, uh, franchises confused here. Uh, But the game, uh, the Switch game did have a rewind feature also, which is always helpful, of course. Making of documentaries, concept art, and more. I definitely recommend that Switch version. It was really cool. Yeah, did you guys see, too, there's that watch feature? Yeah, um, yeah. You can play the like watch a playthrough basically of the game, and then jump into you know, take over at whatever point you want. Like I don't yeah. remember seeing that in any other game. It's pretty cool. I used to do that in the eighties. Used to have a friend who was really good at playing video <laughs> right. games, and then I'd take over at a part I wanted to die at. That was that I was me at Grand Theft Auto when was, okay. I had a friend who was a completionist nerd, and I was like, "Well, I don't <laughs> actually want to get to 100." percent He's like, "I'm doing it. I'm getting in there." So yeah, we all had that friend, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> anyway, what else are we going to talk about today? Well, Zach will take us through the history of these games. Then we'll hear about memories of the games from our community and from this group, and compare them with our experiences revisiting Aladdin all these years later. We'll then have our hashtag beat retro game guys competition to see if any of our listeners can beat, or in this case, I think it's going to be tie uh, our <laughs> scores. <laughs> and uh, we'll wrap with our monthly gift card giveaway where one listener will win a $25 gift card for their favorite console, just like last month's winner, Terracotta Stew. But before we get to all that, let's move on to some podcast updates. First off, I'm giving a huge shout out here to friend of the show, the Golden God. Golden God. Yes. Mr. Don Van Dam. He sent me, get this, a sealed copy of Gauntlet the Third Encounter for the Atari Lynx. Sealed, right. man. Seriously, it doesn't Very get much cooler fence. than that. Uh, it's a version of my all-time favorite game on probably my favorite system from the 90s. Dude, Donnie, when we get through all this and it's safe to do so, your bar tab at our next hangout is covered, my wow. friend. Covered. That pretty, is so cool. Pretty huge. So man. FYI, uh, bribes work? Is that yeah. what I'm hearing? <laughs> okay. I know. Yeah. What are you doing for him now? Right. <laughs> but, hey, uh, hey, oh. He's trying to bribe me too, actually. So a couple of months really? ago, yeah, he sent me a t-shirt that has all of the characters on it from Street Fighter 2 getting zapped by Blanca. Like it's all their like <laughs> oh. electric, you know, the shock kind of. Hold um, on. Hold on. Yeah. 
this golden god, I came up with his nickname, right? <laughs> and he got started this whole diddly. thing. What am I getting out of this relationship? <laughs> Nothing. Not Unbelievable. <laughs> Your love is unconditional. Thing. That's right. <laughs> Correct. It is. I mean, in his hair, it's majestic. It's really yeah. Well, thank so. you, Golden One. There you go. All right, Zach. Well, what other podcast updates do you have today? So I only have one update today, but it is a biggie. All so right. earlier this month, former Nintendo of America spokesman and friend of the podcast, Howard Phillips, announced a Kickstarter for a new book called Game Master Classified, Inside yeah. Stories and Secrets from Nintendo's History. Wow. Yeah. And uh, we know from personal experience that this guy has some damn good stories from Nintendo's early days. That's right. There's uh, a whole interview with him that you can check out on the article. Yes, absolutely. Well, Howard has also partnered with illustrator Matthew Toronto to give the book a similar look and feel to the old Nintendo Power magazines. So like it literally looks like you're flipping yeah. through an old issue, which is really, really it cool. Uh, there's also the classic Howard caricature that many of us remember from the Howard and Esther comics and all that stuff. So yeah, so far it's looking super awesome. Um, and as of this recording, there's only a few weeks left on the Kickstarter. So join us in and back in the project if you have the means. Uh, there's some cool rewards to be had, like autographed books and even some of Howard's, get this, original Nintendo business cards. Like there how cool huh. is that? Nice. Um, Warehouse guy. That's yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. It's Everybody <laughs> thinks it's going to be like his later business cards and it's like <laughs> handwritten, you know, business cards. Yeah, exactly. That, actually, that might be cool, right? Warehouse right. manager, you know, all that stuff. Uh, right. By the way, the project is going to happen as it's already fully funded uh, and it was funded pretty quick too. Yeah. So uh, just to give you an idea, Howard actually sent us an email the morning it was announced. And by the time I logged on, the top tiers uh, were already sold out. And just seven hours later, it was fully funded at over $20,000. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I just checked too. Now it's over $59,000 and that's over 900 backers backing awesome. it. That's insane awesome. so yeah so now the book's getting into stretch goals and all that kind of stuff so it's going to be really cool um and as dustin alluded to earlier uh, if you're a big howard fan like us check out our in-depth interview with the game master he talks about his early days at nintendo of america his involvement with rejecting the japanese super mario <laughs> brothers 2 which is really cool to hear his take uh, and he even shares his true feelings about a game from a top nintendo franchise mm -hmm. starring this little kid wears green and has pointy ears but i won't tell you what game it is uh by the way uh getting an email directly from howard never gets old uh, I automatically like turn into a 10 year old fanboy anytime that has happened so yeah Pretty well, cool. and, and it's really cool that different people that we've had, uh, you know, been able to have on this podcast in one way or another. And I just heard from someone I know that uh, is is catching up to through the archives and listen. It was like, you guys got David Crane to answer questions uh, about Pitfall. That's so cool. Like, so yeah, I mean, that was the kind of the beginning of like, hey, maybe we can get the this podcast off the ground. Maybe people uh, are interested and will will respond to us. So yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll yeah. keep, we're going to keep that going in the future too. Um, but we also may start a book club here because we keep talking about books. Oh, that's right. Every, yeah. <laughs> every Warren's time we book. Now yeah, that's book. Right. Uh, but you know, we did at the beginning kind of kick this off and say, we weren't kind of starting this uh, podcast as a book club for video games. Um, but maybe it's going to actually turn into a, an actual book club. Anyway, yeah. If you want to release a book about video games, you got to come on our show. Like we're the book club video <laughs> club. <laughs> Sorry. Whatever. 
<laughs> yes, thank you, Zach. Don't hurt yourself. I'm looking forward there. to our audible recording. <laughs> <laughs> An audible recording of our podcast. That how does, right. Oh, boy. Okay, I, now my head hurts and I'm moving on. A last note from me before we get into Aladdin. Be sure to follow at Retro Game Guys on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. You'll find us there talking about retro gaming with people all around the world. And we'd also love you to review our podcast if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or other platforms that allow reviews. Uh, I don't think Spotify does yet. I got to check into yeah, that a little sure. bit more. Yeah, but your reviews on other platforms help us reach more listeners and really help us out a lot. So thanks for that. Now back to Zach to give us the quick history and interesting facts about Aladdin. All right, well, let's get this magic carpet ride started. I like to dream. What? Oh, oh, <laughs> on a magic carpet ride. Steppenwolf, right? You don't right? know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All, the kids, all the kids love Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Also, the name of evil characters and things, too. Is a Steppenwolf is a fun thing. Really? I did not know yeah. that. I never knew what that, that name That's was all about. Stuff. <laughs> there anyway. you go. Uh, we're talking about Steppenwolf or Aladdin. Okay, anyway, uh, Aladdin is, is a Won't series of- Won't you come of, with me, little girl? <laughs> on a magic carpet ride. Well, yeah, good song. Uh, Aladdin is a series of action platformer games that were based on the Disney hit movie from 1992. Yep, yep. And uh, like Dustin mentioned earlier, we're going to be focusing on the 16-bit releases, which includes the Sega Genesis version by Virgin Games USA and the Super Nintendo version developed by Capcom. Uh, both of these games were released in North America just 10 days apart in November 1993. Alex, what were you doing in November 1993? November 1993. Something related um, to Batman. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the Batman uh, Returns came out in 92, though, I think. Ah, so, ah. Watch, was that the one with the Bat credit card or the one with Bat nipples, or was that the same movie? No, that was the Michelle Pfeiffer one where uh, she's in that... Uh, she looks really good in that one. <laughs> I, I uh, walked out. Of, We've lost Alex. <laughs> yeah, I walked out of Batman and Robin. I remember that's my only memory of, of that. Movie. Uh, I actually yeah. went to that premiere. Oh, to the Hollywood premiere. Oh, Alex movie. in ha- L.A. hashtag uh, Alex in L.A. Oh, ever. that's a whole nother story. Uh, <laughs> we'll say that yeah, one for next time. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Well, uh, so some people are probably wondering uh, why we're talking about Batman, but no, seriously, some people are probably wondering why uh, the uh, Genesis and SNES games were developed independently of each other. Well, simply put, it came down to licensing. So Sega had a license to publish games based on Disney movies and even had a collaboration deal with Disney Animation Studios, which we'll talk about more in a bit. But Capcom had the rights to publish Disney games on the SNES. Um, But... I was thinking the other day that apparently Capcom didn't have the Disney rights for all Nintendo systems as the Game Boy versions of Aladdin. Those were created by Virgin. So they were like essentially dumbed down ports of the Genesis version. That's really weird. Yeah, it's totally strange. (laughs) Um, And I don't know if you guys played the Game Boy versions. They're included in that Switch release, but man, they're... didn't get there. They're very, they're like, they're, yeah, they're barely playable. Painful. Yeah, very painful. (laughs) Anyway, well, the Genesis version of Aladdin, which isn't painful, that was directed uh, by David Perry of Earthworm Jim fame, who at the time was no stranger to developing games based off uh, licensed characters. So his team at Virgin created Cool Spot featuring the 7-Up Dot. You guys remember that, that whole thing? That's a good game from what I've heard. Yeah, it's cool. It's actually not easy, which I thought it was going to be an easy game. Okay, great. It's not. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you're scratching it off your list. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah, he he created Cool Spot featuring the 7-Up Dot and a game called McDonald's Global Gladiators. Oh, boy. 
Uh, yeah, and it's not a fighting game. I thought it was. <laughs> I was thinking here, French fries and burgers fight yeah. to the death. It's Mortal Kombat inside of McDonald's. <laughs> they freeze the inside of the potato and then stab you with it. Burgers everywhere. <laughs> yeah, ketchup is it ketchup or blood? I'm scared. Anyway, uh, it's actually a, it's actually a cutesy like side scrolling game. Oh, okay. Yeah, good call in the name there. Yeah, McDonald's Global Gladiators. What the hell? Uh, well, apparently Sega was impressed with uh, those uh, 7-Up and McDonald's-related titles, and they uh, chose Virgin to create Aladdin. And that was a good move, as the Virgin team took a groundbreaking approach to bringing the video game version of the hit movie to life. Uh, so David Perry and team worked directly with Disney animators, and they yeah. invented a process they later called Digicel Technology, uh, where they could scan hand-drawn Disney animations and then compress the sprites to fit into the cart's available memory. And the result is amazing, as you guys yeah. know. Characters yeah. are huge, detailed, and the, man the, the animation was incredibly smooth, like nothing we'd seen before. Yeah, it's, it's so cool. It's so well done, like just yeah. it blows me away. The graphics to this day, like blow me away. It's just, it's like you're playing the Aladdin movie. Totally. And we say that about games nowadays, but this was 93 and you're playing an animated movie for all intents and purposes. It's so cool. I was thinking like, the, what other game have we played on the Genesis that looks this good? And the only one I could think about, and it's not quite as good, but close is Strider. Strider, like, yeah. I couldn't think of any yeah. other game that looked this dang good. Yeah. So, but um, anyway, Aladdin is recognized as the first video game to feature hand-drawn animation. And this wasn't like, um, you know, like Dragon's Lair, that type of hand-drawn animation where you're like essentially watching a cartoon with like, you know, limited interaction. Mm -hmm. Aladdin, mm -hmm. like you said, I gave gamers a feeling like they were actually playing the animated Absolutely. movie. It was yeah. insane. Um, if you're interested in learning more about Virgin and Disney's visual design process, like I recommend watching the making of Aladdin documentary included in the Switch version. Mm -hmm. um, the Virgin team talks about like teaching the Disney animators about video game animation, like how to do it, you know, digitally. Um, and in turn, the Disney guys were showing the Virgin guys how they produced hand-drawn frames. Like so it was just like crazy experts. Yeah. Yeah. Like exchanging so cool. ideas on like, you know, traditional and like modern ways of creating animation. It's crazy. So cool. Yeah. Um, so I can't emphasize this enough. The creative process that produced Aladdin on the Genesis was, it was an, a huge turning point for video games. Yep. Yep. Now, well, now I feel ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> the SNES version. I'm over here. Google, I just Googled SNES versus Genesis for Aladdin. They look night and day. Yeah. Different. They do look yeah. like night and day. I mean, yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of the SNES version, so that was uh, designed by uh, Shinji Mikami, uh, who would go on to direct Resident Evil for Capcom just a few years later. One of my Very favorites. similar games. So that makes sense. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you throw apples in both of them, right? Um, yeah. Now in Aladdin, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, Aladdin looked good on the SNES, but it did not benefit from the help of Disney animators like the Genesis version did. And the SNES version also didn't feature Aladdin's sword, which was the primary weapon in the Genesis version. Ah. Uh, yeah, so, but despite those differences, there are plenty of ways to attack enemies in the SNES version. You could, yeah, throw apples. That's one of the ways you can attack. That's it, mm. it's apples. Apples. Well, you can bounce on enemies' heads, like, you know, Mario Brothers. And that I accidentally stuff. discovered that because of yeah. the first five minutes of playing the SNES version. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? My hands oh, are empty. Yeah. If you play the Genesis version first, like I'm, I'm done here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you can also swing and kick enemies too, which you, I don't think you can do on the Genesis version. So that's a lot of fun as yeah. well. 
both the Genesis and SNES versions feature solid platforming action with Aladdin sprinting and jumping through levels such as city streets, deserts, and palaces. Plus, there's scenes inspired by the movie, like there's a marketplace, which is really cool. The escape from the Cave of Wonders, which is mm. that level, my God, in both <laughs> games. Oh, we'll talk about that, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but the games also make a good attempt to follow the movie's storyline. So you guys have seen the cutscenes, yep. levels. Um, so, yeah, they, they made, and I think there's a... Um, I think it's in that making of documentary where like David Perry or one of the guys from Virgin was saying like, you know, we really made an effort to make the game follow the movie. And then when they play tested it, all the kids like skipped it immediately. Like none, like none of them watched <laughs> the storyline. They just were like, because they always saw the movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kids do that though. Like my son today was playing like a Pokemon game. He wasn't reading any of it. And like my daughter's like, what? I can't read any of it. He's like, I just want to play the dang game. Like forget all this. Like <laughs> meanwhile, Streets of Rage's uh, pre-scroll is like five minutes long. There right? you go. Like, <laughs> these, these games had that back then. <laughs> Got to force them to watch it. Force them to right. read it. Yeah. So if you see the movies, uh, you'll know the story of Aladdin. It's about a street kid who falls for a street princess rat. Named street rat. Uh, <laughs> was that the guy say to him like, "You'll always be a street"? The only people that'll uh, what forget you or the only people that'll mourn you is your fleas or whatever. That's the, right. That's right. Yeah. It's like what a line. Uh, well, he falls for the princess Jasmine and enlists the help of uh, his monkey Abu and a powerful genie to stop the evil Jafar from overthrowing the kingdom of Agrabah. Uh, mm. Jafar is such an awesome bad guy, by the way. He's like one of my favorites of all yeah. time. He's so bad. Yeah. So good, so bad. Aladdin is definitely my favorite of the... I know everybody goes to Lion King, but Aladdin is my favorite of that 90s hmm. uh, Disney movie era. It's it's just really well done. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, well, let's move on to the music in the game. So the SNES soundtrack is definitely good. Um, it has that classic Capcom feel, that 90s Capcom feel. Yeah. Um, so credit goes to the composers, uh, Yuki Iwai, Yuko Takihara, and Setsu Yamamoto. Woo! I got through it. (laughs) it. Uh, But as good as the music on the SNES game was, it was no match for the Genesis version. So the soundtrack by Tommy Tallarico with Don Griffin is phenomenal. Like, so good. Uh, And that making of documentary included with the Switch version, Tommy Tallarico talks about creating realistic instrument sounds. And he he says he painstakingly changed the timing of the music note to give it more of an organic feel because it was a little too rigid and you mm. could, you could totally hear the attention to quality for sure in wow. these tracks. Yeah. So uh, Mr. Tallarico is also well known in the game music community. Uh, he's composed music for dozens of top titles, including the jungle book and earthworm Jim. Uh, and he also is the creator and producer of video games live. I just learned about this today. That's the award-winning concert series featuring some of the most iconic music and retro and modern games, and he performs in them too. Um, and I think Dustin, you said in an early episode you've you've been to one yeah, of those concerts. Yeah, I did. Right? The, I went to the Pokemon one with my kids. It was really good. I mean, I didn't. I don't have a lot of grounding in the Pokemon games per se. I did more of the cards, so I don't. But the music itself, I was like, oh, this is an opportunity to introduce classical music to my kids. Like, I might as well do it because they're into Pokemon. It was great. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah was, I would. I would highly recommend these if you guys like video games and music, which if you're listening to this podcast, I certainly hope you do. <laughs> you probably do, yeah. And they cover a lot of ground too. Like I was looking at, because they, they have releases also yeah, um, where you can buy like, you know, the the music. Um, and they're, the games are like top shelf. Like they do Zelda, they do Super Mario Brothers. There, there's a Tetris thing. There's, yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, right. And there's modern stuff. I saw Destiny in there, you know, oh, God of War. Cool. So yeah, it's it looks really cool. So Um, Well, with that, let's pause for a moment and listen to a track from Aladdin on the Genesis. 
right. Well, there you go. Oh man, I <laughs> love this music so much. As a, I mean, as a fan, as a huge fan of the the movie, the Genesis music. It's just I'm I'm sitting in my chair singing Prince Ali, fabulous he Ali Ababa. As I'm playing the game, I'm just it makes me smile so much. This is my favorite music of any game we've done on this podcast. It's so 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 good. It's very good. So what the heck did the <laughs> Nintendo do wrong? What were they doing? The SNES for music is good. It's just more in you you called it like classic Capcom. It's just more generic. It yeah. is great. It's good music, but it's not. It's not you know tied so so well into aladdin is it wasn't like that no god no yeah (laughs) so sorry i mean the scn i'm being clear the scns one the music on that game is really good too but it's just not it doesn't hold a candle to this format i didn't hear anything that cool yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. so uh we talked about tommy tallarico a minute ago but um just one more note about him as if that guy wasn't busy enough He's also president of Intellivision Entertainment, which okay. is a new company that formed it a few years ago. Um, and they bought the rights to the Intellivision brand. No. Um, and if you don't know what the Intellivision is, it's a, it was a game system that competed with the Atari 2600 and ColecoVision years ago. Um, well, this April, the Intellivision Entertainment Company, they plan to release a new Intellivision game system called the Amico. All right. And it looks like a modern version of the old school in television. Um, it's kind of like the, you know, new 2600, the new VCS that just came out. Oh, right. Um, but this so one has... thousand <laughs> $1,000. <laughs> and it's just like a PC. Um, aye, aye, aye. But the Intellivision has controllers that dock inside the unit. And it, fe- cool. it will feature a new exclusive Earthworm Gym title. So if you're a nice. fan of that game, uh, keep your eye out for that release. So now let's talk about the Aladdin games, how they were rated and how they sold. So both the SNES and Genesis versions were huge hits with both huge. critics and gamers. Yeah, huge. Um, the, review, the review crew at EGM gave, gave the Genesis version two nines and two eights with a total score of 34 out of 40. Um, and the SNES, not too shabby, right? It got almost yeah. the same score, 33 points out of 40. So yep. just missed it by a hair. Um, you know, the Genesis game would go on to sell, get this, 4 million copies worldwide. 4 million. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> Especially back then. It's back huge. then, that's, that's a huge number. Yeah. That's, a, that's a, you know, almost chart topping, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you need a little bit of an a example here, the only games that beat Aladdin is, are the Sonic games, Sonic 1 and Sonic 2. So a couple of them even, <laughs> right? So yeah. this was the third best-selling Sega Genesis game of all time. I, I love that. And when I was thinking about this earlier, it was like, no, number one most-selling Genesis game, Sonic. Yep, easy. easy. What's number two? Sonic 2, that makes sense. What's number three? Aladdin. Aladdin. What? That is so cool. It's yeah, just, it's crazy. <laughs> now, the SNES version is sold a half than the Genesis did, but still quite respectable, 1.75 million. Yeah. And that made it Capcom's second highest selling SNES game behind, you guessed it, uh, Street Fighter 2 and all its versions. <laughs> Shocking. Um, but a little bit lower on the, the all-time list. So that, that Aladdin version would rank 24th on the list of best-selling SNES games, but still, still again, still top, top 25. 25. Yeah, yeah, still huge. So uh, as for the legacy of Aladdin, there was uh, never a direct sequel for either title, but Aladdin, the genie, and other characters pop into other Disney-related games to this day. Uh, probably the most well-known would be the Kingdom Hearts series, uh, where there's a whole world based on the Kingdom of Agrabah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've actually, you know, fun fact here, I've never played any of the Kingdom Hearts games. So Neither have I. 
keep seeing stuff about him. So one of these days I got to get to it. The, the conceit of those games strikes me as awesome. What the, you know, Donald Duck and Final Fantasy guys. Yeah. And like, it, it kind of hits some of the nostalgia for me. So I, I want to try, I want to check it out. Future episode, maybe. We'll see. There you go. Uh, and fans of Aladdin were treated to the recent Switch physical release, which came out in both a regular case and a special, special retro edition with uh, cases styled after the Genesis and the SNES boxes. Um, which is kind of weird. It's like you're saying, Dustin, right? Like the SNES game isn't included. So like, so you have, you styled it with the SNES. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe a Game Boy version because you put the Game Boy in there. Yeah. It's very small. (laughs) Actually, the the Switch uh, game would fit in a Game Boy case. That's true. That's true. And have room to spare. Just do not put the, the Switch one in your mouth. No, no, no. Have we all made that mistake? I, I, I think I tried licking it just to taste because the, <laughs> they have a coating you don't know only it's supposed you. to taste terrible just to keep kids and animals from eating them and i was yeah. like i now i have to lick it because i had to you know see what it tastes like I'm oh sure i just i just, was just one day i was accidentally like i was uh, switching cartridges out and yeah they have an anti like kid, so kids don't try to eat <laughs> it and real swallow thing. it they, yeah. yeah it's real so i was switching out cartridges and just absentmindedly like put the the one i was pulling out <laughs> in my mouth to hold it and like put the other one in and then i was like what is that taste Oh my God, it's so awful. Don't do it. Yeah. Zach also, Zach's also the person who puts dumb stuff in his mouth and then can't talk for the next five minutes, right? Mr. Stuff might. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, where are you, where are you headed with that one? No, <laughs> this isn't, this I am a, not Alex. This is another golden <laughs> God. Okay. Right? Let's see. What's happening? Moving on, moving on. So yeah, moving pull on. Pull back, pull back. Pull back, all right. Well, uh, m- while many gamers enjoy both the Genesis and SNES versions of Aladdin, Virgin's game for the Genesis is typically seen as a definitive 16-bit release and we'll see if all of us agree with that in mm-hmm. a few minutes um, and get this shinji uh, mikami the guy who created the snes game he actually said he preferred the genesis version <laughs> so yeah he was quoted oh, that's he, great yeah uh so he was quoted as saying if i didn't actually make the snes game i probably would buy the genesis one <laughs> <laughs> animation wise i think the genesis version is better uh, wow. The Genesis version had a sword, actually, and um, I wanted to have a sword. <laughs> well, now, it, it did the president of Nintendo send a, a dead horse. Oh, yeah, people him, his, yeah. Like, like something right. to get him back is like, yeah, you know what? Uh, the, the Nintendo version that I made, eh, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> Genesis one much that's better. A, that's so uh, you know, in all honesty, though, that's a pretty damn big compliment. You know what I mean? Oh, like, sure, you got like 90s sure. Capcom, and this is Street Fighter II era, right? Console Street Fighter II anyway. But like, I mean, that's huge. I mean, yeah. and, and he's right. I mean, you cannot top this animation. I mean, just yep. that collaboration between Disney and Virgin, it was just, yeah, it was gold. It was gold. Yep. Okay, that wraps up the history segment. And now to help us learn more about the game, here are five ridiculously interesting facts. Ridiculously interesting facts. About Aladdin. <laughs> Number one, the Sega Genesis version has one of the most useful codes in video game history. All right. So on the options screen, you push A, then C four times, followed by B four times. And if you do it correctly, programmer David Perry's digitized face appears on the screen right. with the text, Ah, David Perry, what is your wish? Uh, and then from the menu that appears next, you can start on any level, choose invincibility, or my favorite feature, the map view mode. So in this mode, you can move the camera around the level, and wherever the camera is, is where the game considers Aladdin to be. So you could like huh. fly around and check out areas you missed or couldn't reach, or you can literally fly right to the end of the level. Okay. So um, and then also David Perry put in a separate code 
that when you enter it instantly triggers you beating the level. So you can do that at any point in the level. Okay. So yeah, thank you, David Perry, for hooking everybody up. Like what, wow. how much better of a code could you want? Right. <laughs> this point, you know, it's, it's just the ultimate menu. Uh, number two, the release dates for the 16-bit versions of Aladdin were timed with the home video release. All right. So uh, Disney added inserts advertising the video games inside the VHS copies of the movie. Um, and according to David Perry, this uh, led to a compressed game development timeline for the Genesis version, at least. Um, and I actually have one of those inserts. You guys have seen it. I've showed it to you. Um, JP would uh, kill me because um, I opened a sealed copy of the <laughs> Aladdin movie, <laughs> VHS. Um, at the time, this you know the movie wasn't out on, on Blu-ray yet. You know, I wanted to watch like, it. It wasn't on any Disney Plus services. Any yeah. yeah, that was before Disney Plus. So I just, the only way we could watch it is on VHS. So I cracked it open. And I'm, I'm glad I did because right on top was this little insert it had an advertisement for the Genesis version on one side and the SNES on the other. So All right. Well, yeah. You now you know uh, how they sold $4 million. Okay, well, there you <laughs> go. There you go. Right. Yeah, well, and then in the games, there's an advertisement for the movie, the VHS. So had to all be timed to make it that Max Disney. Look at you, Disney. Maximum marketing you. impact. Yeah. Uh, number three, the SNES game could not feature the genie on the game's cover because actor and comedian Robin Williams, who voiced the genie, did not want his character to, quote, sell stuff. Right. So, uh, Dustin, you and I talked about this a little bit before the podcast. <sighs> yeah. You knew a little bit about this. Um, I do. But, but uh, Disney struck a deal with Robin Williams, promising to run all the advertising from the, from the uh, game past Robin's wife, which they said they did. But uh, Robin apparently got upset by some of the advertising. And this led to a spat between the studio and the actor, so the Capcom game couldn't use the genie on the cover to sell the game, but Virgin's Genesis version somehow got away with it. Uh, so I don't know how that happened. And then I read that Disney tried to smooth things over with Robin Williams by gifting him a Picasso painting worth over a million dollars. Yeah. So um, wow. Alex, go, go argue with someone at Disney, please. Because yeah. Yeah. you might get uh, something in return. Yeah, I, I think mean, it has so to be Robin okay. Williams, in order for that right. uh, racket to work, you have to be funny. All right, start with that, Alex. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a, he's out. <laughs> That's right. He's out. I mean, this this is a, a contentious moment in the, in the Disney history, and you get into a little bit. But I mean, from from what the knowledge I have on this, like they he basically had a handshake agreement with Disney to to keep the genie out of the advertising period. Um, but Disney said they didn't remember that way. And by the way, you know, handshakes are only as good as each person's word. So they didn't get it in writing. You, you know, that you took your own chances there. Why Robin would they Williams, give an was, actor that much power? Because he was Robin Williams. No, this is the, the, nah. the kickoff. This is the kickoff. This is really the first time that you see an animated movie use famous people, mm -hmm, right? Yeah. Like before this, it wasn't a thing. And in fact, as much as I love this movie, and as much as I love Robin Williams' character in this movie, it led to a lot of really, really terrible animated movies because people were just like, especially DreamWorks, <coughs> excuse me, uh, would just shove any <laughs> random actor into an animated movie and say, done, we're good. We put, you know, Ice Cube or whoever on this on this movie. <laughs> yeah. And instead of making a quality movie, they just tried to bank on people's names. So well, Space Jam isn't too far away from Aladdin, right? That was... Uh, yeah. Was that? So it, this, this started, kind of started the trend. And so I don't think... I mean, Robin Williams was bigger than anything at that point in his mm -hmm. career. And I think he wanted to have a little control, but he didn't do it the right way. Robin yeah. Williams was not bigger than Mickey Mouse. Still isn't. Right? Yeah. No, so. Well, especially now. 
<laughs> and that wasn't a joke about Rob. Come on, Alex. Yeah. About Disney. That was a low blow. <laughs> that was a low blow, Alex. Come on, man. That was me. Was that me? <laughs> that was me. I'm blaming you. Oh, well, okay. Apparently, so after all of this, apparently the situation would improve in the years yeah. ahead because Robin Williams, he went on to reprise his role as the genie in the direct-to-video Aladdin sequel. It's actually the but second he doesn't want sequel. He doesn't want to sell stuff, guys. Right. He doesn't want to sell stuff. Just more direct-to-video. <laughs> just uh, more direct-to-video. Right? <laughs> more so, Picasso's, please. That one. That yeah. one was called uh, Aladdin and the King of Thieves. All right. I okay. never saw that one. But you know what? Right. I, I want to see it now because I'm, what a masterpiece. <laughs> Directed video. Actually, well, today everything's directed video, I guess. So there yeah, you go. Think about that. Uh, number four, speedrunners have simply destroyed both Aladdin games. So uh, European speedrunner Ataco Jackie uh, completed the Genesis version in 11 minutes and 37 seconds. That's wow. fast. And French speedrunner Le Hulk. Took down the. That's <laughs> a great name. Yes, version is in just 16 minutes and five seconds, um, and like many other games, uh, speedrunners have found unique ways to get through the game faster. Uh, so for the, for example, the Genesis Aladdin speedrunners found that if you take two steps and then you stop, Aladdin kind of dashes forward a little bit, and apparently that dash is a bit faster than running. So the speedrunners use that move to glide along the level, and they save wow. seconds along the way each time. So it's like you know. Run a little stop. Run a little stop. Run a little stop. Huh. Uh, again, over you know over the course of the game, it's going to you know, help you save that little extra time. Um, so that's how you get to apparently that and not dying. You get to that eleven minutes. There you go. Um, thank you to listener at Meow Tendo for sending us the Genesis World Record and for sharing the dash trick. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm just happy beating a level, let alone trying to get through it that fast. So <laughs> right, right. Genesis version exactly. is not easy. Uh, and number five, the Video Game History Foundation, who we've talked about on this podcast before, they have a treasure trove of information on the Genesis version of Aladdin. Ah, interesting. So in, uh, yeah, in 2017, the uh, foundation found the game's source code and a contributor, Rich Whitehouse, published an extensive breakdown, like the equivalent of dozens of pages on hmm. the many characters, bonus rounds, and music that were cut from the game. So you can head over to gamehistory.org and read the article. And according to an article in Ars Technica, the foundation found some cut items in a folder labeled trash. Okay. So they were literally pulling this stuff out of the trash. Like how awesome right. is that? That's wow. great. Yeah. Maybe someday someone will pull our original podcast demo out of the trash. Hey. <laughs> it's next to the Picasso I gave you. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Alex. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate it. All right. Well, that was five ridiculously interesting facts about Aladdin. All right. Thank you, Zach. Uh, now it's time to get into the memories. Let's talk about memories of playing Aladdin back in the day. Uh, I don't think many of us do. Zach, do you have a little bit of memories of this game back in the day? I have a little memory. So the only specific memory I have of Aladdin is going over to a family friend's house and they had a Super Nintendo. And so I just went through the games. They had Aladdin and I beat it the first time playing it. <laughs> so I think at that point, I wasn't going to want to buy the game after that. Yeah. Um, but this, yeah, this game passed me by and I never, I never bought the Genesis version, which is a yeah. real shame. And I was trying to think the other day, like, how did I miss this game? It's so good. Dude, and the, the advertising right? was everywhere. And I think what it was, was this was 1993. So I was probably more interested in like, you know, more mature games at the time, like Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter 2, stuff like this. Girls. Girls. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> so, that was another yeah. five or six years for him. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no Ouch. you're totally right uh i have no idea how this game missed me 
like the third best selling Genesis game of all time made of my favorite 90s Disney movie. The only movie that I remember in that era going to the movie theaters to see twice. Like I was really into this movie. You have no excuse, right? I have no idea how this game missed missed me, completely missed me. Um, Which again, like you said, is a dang shame. Like it's a great game. Um, But the uh so early in this podcast like first season some we came up for some reason i don't remember why and you guys said oh uh, zach said something about how it's it's one of the you know best games for the genesis x y and z i was like all right cool i've never heard of it or i never you know it didn't hit me back in the day and so a couple years ago i was in uh half price books and i saw it five bucks loose in their little they have a tiny little retro gaming section where i was like all right i'm gonna pick it up and i and i'm so glad i did so but yeah totally missed this back in the day um, but luckily, thankfully, we have some more listener memories of Aladdin we can share. So thank you mm-hmm. to everyone who shared a memory on our socials. Here are just a few of my favorites. Philip A. says, renting the Genesis game and being in awe that I was actually playing a cartoon. Yeah, just like mm-hmm. we were talking about. Timothy R. says, I wound up buying this SNES cart because a friend borrowed the game I rented. Womp womp. Great game, though. <laughs> ten ten would rent again. <laughs> would rent oh, again. Boy. <laughs> That's a pretty dangerous thing to do. Like, yeah, sure, you can borrow the game. Uh, just be sure to return it to the video store when you're done. Like, no one's going to do that. <laughs> that was a, that was against the rules in my house. We were barely able to lend out our games, and we certainly weren't allowed to rent, uh, lend out rented versions. That's crazy, Timothy. I hope you learned uh, your lesson, Timothy. Right? Jdari uh, underscore 14 says, love the whole game and how diverse the levels are, but definitely do not have the fondest memories of the moving blocks in the Sultan's dungeon level. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Also said, drifting Joy-Cons don't help. (laughs) Oh, yeah, totally. I had like uh, uh, flashbacks of Mega Man games with those blocks because Mega Man loves those little, you know, pop in and out type blocks. I I had a flashback of Wizards and Warriors. Oh, that's Uh, right. The last level. (laughs) The tower level going up Mm. the tower too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Our buddy uh, Derek or at Hellstorm1985 says, I never owned either one, but I do remember the rich kid in our neighborhood had both versions and I would go hang out with him and play it along with the tons of other stuff he had. We all had a friend like that, right? Yeah, I I have a, I had a rich kid friend too. Um, But uh, I asked Derek if his friend had like a ride on train in his house, we were like silver spoons, that whole thing. He said, unfortunately not. Uh, But the kid did have the USS flag which was that six hmm. foot long, like oh, yeah. ginormous GI Joe aircraft carrier, yeah. like the most massive course. toy you could possibly have. Yeah. Uh, and he says that his friend was not only rich, a rich kid, but he was also a, uh, an only kid. He was only an child. Only so. child. Yeah. That's, I think a lot of times it was the case. My, my uh, rich kid uh, friend in, in, uh, in elementary school was that, and he had like the U S flag and like every GI Joe. I remember walking into the room and the, he had like a game room in this house. And I was just like, how, how, how are these there this many toys in the in the world like i just like <laughs> it's like a toys r us i have like, like 20 wow. toys you have like 2000 what's going on here it was crazy i had a friend who his dad was into nintendo so they had two nintendos in their house and his oh, dad wow. would just he would just buy the games as they came out and he had games that were like still sealed and he wasn't like that into nintendo so he'd be like <laughs> yeah if you want to come over and play nintendo that's cool <laughs> And he has like all these effing games and his dad's a Nintendo. I'm like, oh my God, it's amazing. And he was just yeah, kind of not into me, Nintendo. Sick. Makes me think of Back to the Future, paraphrase, paraphrase uh, Back to the Future. No, he's just kidding. Nobody has two Nobody Nintendos. has two TVs, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, final memory. At 
Polymath Molly says, I was still pretty young when I played this, so it was hard for me. Uh, <laughs> I'm old and it was hard for me. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Uh, I remember it being one of the first games I could put a password in to jump ahead to different levels since there wasn't a way to save your progress. Uh, oh, that, that came <laughs> transposed from the copy. That's funny. Yeah, obviously. Smiling face with open mouth and tightly closed eyes. Smiling face with open mouth and tightly closed eyes. Perfect. So when Somebody, I pasted, we didn't do it when I, when I pasted in this memory into the yeah. script, like it transposed the emoji, <laughs> which ended with a smiling, smiling face, face with, with open <laughs> mouth and tightly closed <laughs> eyes. A whole new world. <laughs> uh, oh, this is, this is a hashtag same? Alex in LA story emoji. There it is. Could that be the Close subtitle? Eyes, open Aladdin, mouth, baby. Aladdin I want all that. I want that on a t-shirt. Not the emoji, just those words. <laughs> Smiling, Smiling face, face with open, with open mouth, mouth and tightly and closed eyes. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Well, that one stays in. That stays in. Oh, okay. We're doing this. <laughs> I like yeah. it. All right. <laughs> well, there we go. What the heck? I don't know what's happening. So now I'm just going to move on. All right. <laughs> now let's talk about the playthrough the retro game guys here did over the past couple weeks. Uh, we're looking at four questions here. Was Aladdin fun? Was it hard? Would you play it again? And how did you do? And we're going to talk a little bit and you know have your uh, thoughts on both games ready to go, both versions. Uh, so let's get going right into it with how fun was Aladdin for you? No fun, little bit of fun, good, great. What do you think, guys? Uh, Alex, start with you. How fun was You just played the SNES version, right? I just played the SNES version, and I feel like I got ripped off after yes, talking about this whole thing with Genesis. <laughs> um, even so, I thought the game was really good. Uh, you guys said that this was a really well-received game. Like For the longest time, I heard that Aladdin was one of the best-reviewed games ever. It was a favorite by everybody, and obviously it's a top seller for the Genesis platform. Yeah, but um, yeah, I could see why. I mean, even the SNES version. I remember I was playing today. I was like, man, this feels like it really does feel like you're playing in the movie a little bit. I mean, it looks really well done. The music's really good. Um, I didn't have anything bad to say, much bad to say about it, and uh, it was really fun play. There you go. I mean, it was great. Yeah. All right, Zach. You, uh, your thoughts on fun? The whole time I was playing it, I had this like smiley face, you know, with my mouth open and my eyes tightly closed. You know? <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what it was, right? Wasn't it? Mouth was the golden mouth. god there? Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> okay. No? No, but both these games are super fun. Like, no doubt they're some of the best titles for either system. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to put the stake in the ground right now. I may be on an island here. Yes. But I think the SNES version is more fun than the Genesis version. No. Yes. That's fired. Yes. <laughs> no way. So, I mean, full disclosure, I'm a fanboy. Apple's boy. thrown. Apple. <laughs> yeah, Apple's <laughs> thrown. <laughs> so I am a fanboy when it comes to 90s era Capcom games. Okay, so full disclosure there. But beyond that, graphics, animation, music, like Genesis wins just, you know, hands down. No contest, right? But when it comes down to the gameplay... I liked it better on the SNES because Aladdin, he just could do more, right? He can jump on the enemy's heads. There's that cape that lets you control your descent, which is super helpful in, in you know, where there's a lot of jumping and stuff and a lot of pits. You can grab ledges and climb walls, kind of like Prince of Persia. And I think the game just feels like it flows. Like it's almost like um, Aladdin's like a parkour type yeah. performer, right? Yeah. No, I got um, that feeling. I was like, this feels like I'm watching the movie with him moving. Like yeah. there, was a, there were a couple segments in there where... I swung really high. I bounced on the jar. I, I bounced off a parrot, off a skull, 
off a couple of uh, defenders and got to the end of the level. I was like, I don't know how I just did that, but yeah, it's it sweet. just happened. Yeah. yeah. And the Genesis version, like I had a hard time getting past the fact that like enemies and attacks like come at you from off the screen. You know, the sword play feels a little clumsy. Oh, like, I, I, I love I, that. I, I couldn't figure out why I keep getting hit. It, it felt cheap at times. Like the bats, I'll be swinging like crazy and the, the bats, bats keep were, hitting me. I would you agree know, with so, the bats. The bats were cheap. Yeah. So I just ended up getting more frustrated and wanting to go back and play the SNES version. So for just fun factor, I would say SNES for me. And the Genesis, disagree. you can't Hard jump disagree. on guys? No. No, you can't. You, there's but, no parachute with this no. thing? No. no. I will say. That's so the best part say, about it. Eh. So I will say, <laughs> eh. I will say what I, I did enjoy. Like the first level of the SNES game, um, you, you know, it's definitely that more uh, more energy, like the movie where he's got kind of bouncing off the rooftops and mm-hmm. doing that doing that song. But for me, the SNES version, um, it just didn't hit me the right way. It was I was like I've played this game before. It's a it's a generic Capcom um, game that is a is a plat- It's a regular platformer game. It's fine. Um, but like well, he even how, like when he gets hit, get? he makes the same noise as the as a Street Fighter character. Like it, it's it's <laughs> yeah. The music it could be in any game. Like so for me, the 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 it just didn't hit me the same way. The Genesis. How long version. did you play the SNES version? I played the first couple levels and I just turned it off because I was like, okay. I, I I've got enough about this. You didn't I'm get like, past the cave escape one. The flying no, 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 absolutely not. Okay. But I just, I just, I didn't, I wasn't feeling it. I just wasn't feeling the SDS version. It was fine. I didn't, I, I don't hate it. While I was playing the game, there's, yeah. uh, there's about three levels where you go through, you're, you get into the genie's lamp and, That's a, yeah. and there's a lot of pucker factor <laughs> jumps in that, yeah. in those levels. And I was like, no way Dustin but made no matter, it to this level. Right. No but way to, he made to, it past to, this round out my my opinion on the fun here the genesis version no matter what was happening even the cheap bats i had a smile on my face the entire time i enjoyed this is the funnest game we've played on this podcast for me i enjoyed every second of that game and i would put well we'll get to the the playthrough the play again part but so how much jumping was in the genesis version a lot a lot and that and there's that part that's wizards and warriors that's kind of frustrating i didn't even use a rewind feature but i was like i'm i i know what you were in the movie I'm in the movie. It was yeah. having a great old, great old time. So, but let's talk about that challenge factor. How challenging was Aladdin? Different versions, if you played it, uh, would you say it's uh, challenges easy, medium, hard, extreme, and why? Um, I'll start on this one. SNES, I didn't get very far, so I, I won't render opinion on the challenge. The Genesis version, I will say, had a couple of cheap spots, uh, like Zach and I were saying about the bats. Um, but it, it, it felt like it was a game that ramped up. I the first time I played it, the first level, I got through the first level, no problem. Like you know, and then but the second level is a little harder. The third level is a harder. So it felt to me like it was a good kind of ramp of challenge. So I didn't feel like I was uh, getting cheaped too much. And it, you know, as again, a couple spots were silly, but you know, I was able to get through. And every time I played it, I got a little further. Every time mm-hmm. I played it, I would get a little further. So um, challenge for me was just right on the Genesis version. Um, uh, what do you think, Zach, for both versions? Well, SNES version is a heck of a lot easier than the Genesis. I'll say that right off the top. That's okay. pretty clear. Um, from an experienced gamer perspective, like I would rank the SNES version as like easy to medium. Because like the first few levels are like an absolute breeze. Like the yeah. only people that are going to have tough time with that is like, you know, really young kids. But most gamers... 
you know, we'll be able to get through the first few levels. No problem. Yeah. The first couple levels um, that I played, I, I had no problem. And y'all, yeah. if you've listened to this yeah. podcast for a while, you know, I'm not that great at video games. And yeah. The first couple levels were, were, were not hard at all. But as Alex said, like that escape that, or the magic carpet level where you, you can like, you're basically flying out of the cave of wonders. If you touch anything, falling rock or the wall or anything, you die in one hit. So oh, that boy. gets pretty hard. And there's a lot of pits in later levels, that kind of a thing. Is um, it but, Battle but, Toads hard or? Oh, no. Oh, well, the SNES the, version. Oh, that, that level? Um, that level. That level. It's reminiscent. It's, it, yeah, it kind of gives you that feel. Okay. And there's okay. also a similar level in the Genesis version that has that similar feel. And the reason, and, and that feel is something where like you can get in, you can come to this level with tons of momentum and tons of lives and just watch them all melt away in a second. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, yeah, that's the so speeder bike level from Battletoads kind of, you know, right. thing going on there. Right. Um, and, and by the way, there's so many pits in like the later levels in the Super Nintendo version that it, it's funny because you spend the whole game collecting gems to extend your life hearts so you can take more damage. But then the only place you actually lose lives is by falling into pit. So it's like yeah. <laughs> meaningless. It turns some. It turns into Super Mario Brothers. Basically, mm, yeah, yeah. Um, but that has a password, right? The game's short, so I think you know for SNES version, you, it, most gamers should pretty much breeze through that one. Yeah. But uh, the Genesis version, I'll say that one is more like medium. Um, okay. And maybe there's a couple levels that are on hard, like that escape level. You have to run through a level with like lava, and you're being chased by boulders. One false step, you're done. And uh, the level that gave me the most trouble was the second to last level. I think it's uh, inside the lamp. So in this one, you stand on clouds that like you sink through the clouds. So you have to keep moving. There's no floor, right? So any mistimed jump will spell instant death. You're jumping between rings and there's moving platforms. There's blind jumps. It's just an absolute pain. I got there. I think with like nine lives and I just lost them all instantly. Oh boy. Um, but just hung on with a couple more lives left and then did pretty good after that. But that level is, it was just hard. I was sweating pretty hard on that one. Okay. Alex, run us out here. Uh, challenge of the Aladdin, you played SNES. How was the challenge for that game for you? Yeah, I'll go ahead and agree with uh, Zach uh, for the SNES. It's uh, easy to medium for sure. There was mm. never a point where I, I felt like, oh my God, this is so hard. But uh, getting to the Battletoads field, escaping the, uh, what is it, the Cave of Wonders on the magic carpet, yeah. um, that's the level I think was a, a very uh, line in the sand, no pun intended, where <laughs> the earlier levels felt very easy. And then when that level hit, everything after that level ramped up. Okay. On the effort level and the and the hardness factor, uh, because then after that level, then yeah, you're you're dealing with blind jumps and pits, and you're right, like you get all these hearts and you get all these uh, these uh, uh, extra extra you know energy Gems so you could yeah. withstand uh, hits and stuff, and then all of a sudden the uh, the enemies disappear and it's mostly you swinging off of things, bouncing off of things, trying to get to the next platform. And uh, it's like, okay, well, I don't know why I'm looking for food. I don't even know. Why I'm, I'm, <laughs> at a certain point, you stop collecting gems because you just don't want to keep dying. You yeah. just want to keep on going. So, yeah, like uh, the last, I think, three or four levels in the SNES version, maybe, f uh, yeah, three or four levels, you're, it just ramps up and you're just yeah. looking to, to finish the game. But that's the, that's that, that magic carpet ride is the, uh, that's the, is the, the changer. So, yeah, it's uh, right. fairly difficult, but fun. Fun, fun, okay. fun. All right. So with all that, uh, would you guys play Aladdin again? I'll start myself. Uh, uh, for the Genesis version, absolutely. I'll probably play it as soon as we finish recording. I love that game. Uh, I'm definitely an SNES. Eh, probably not. 
Uh, what about you, Alex? Uh, would you play the SNES one again? Or are you going to try to uh, check out the Genesis one? I would probably not play the SNES version again because I beat it. And there's... Um, spoiler. The th- well, the thing is... Yeah, spoiler, <laughs> sorry. But the, 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 the thing I'm missing from this game a little bit is that there is no... When we would play some other games, it's like, okay, there are things here for experienced players and things for inexperienced players. I think that this game is fairly flat. It's, it's like, like replay like, value, sort of? Yeah, the, the there's not a lot of... Um, if I play the SNES version uh, again, I won't suddenly find new interesting ways to play the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, it's fairly even. It's fairly flat. Like, I'm not really going to find anything new. Um, and I'm not like, looking oh, to improve the score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing extra there. Like, mm. maybe if you were able to fight with a sword or play as a different <laughs> player, you know, uh, that might be a little bit more fun. But, um, yeah, I yeah. probably wouldn't play the SNES version again. However, I'm kind of interested to check out this. this <laughs> well, uh, and you should have. And, and the other thing, yeah, so the other thing with that, too, that I didn't really think of when I was talking about it is that I will definitely play it, but I didn't get a chance to play very much with the rewinds because that wasn't part of our quote-unquote scoring. So I want to go, and I did play it a little bit on the on the switch and i was like oh these re- like you know and for especially for jumps and bad placed enemies and everything the rewinds are a godsend so it's like i definitely that's what i will be doing on my next time i play it is is going through the genesis version on the switch with the rewinds yeah all right what about you zach so i would play the snes version for sure um okay. and, and you know i play the genesis version again i think just to appreciate how awesome it is um yeah. but i put it's a lot of time too. in these two um, like Guillermo, the archivist said in her last episode, it was fun, but now it's done. <laughs> so it's kind of how I All feel right. on both of these. All right. But I just want right. to say one thing. It's about, about what Alex said. I agree with you, Alex. I never put my finger on that before, but you're right. The game, the Super Nintendo version of Aladdin is kind of flat. There yeah. isn't a lot of secrets. There's no unlockables. There's the only replay value you'll get out of it is if you um, try to speed run it or something, or if you want to get all those red gems, which if you get, I think it's like 70, you get a better ending, slightly better ending. Um, But yeah, you're right. And and maybe that was because the game was um, hurried. It was rushed, right? So they really couldn't make it with, you couldn't create a ton of depth in the game. I don't know. There you go. All right. uh, Let's finish here with the big question. How'd you do? Our score competition rules for, for Latin was this play the game furthest progress wins. Um, and I thought the rules also included no continues. So that's, uh, <laughs> you gotta read the fine, I fine didn't line. read the fine print yeah. Cor- yeah. correctly. So, yeah. uh, with all that said, we can start with Alex cause we already know he spoiled it and he talked about it on Twitter. Yeah. If you saw that you, you beat, beat the it. SNES version. Yeah. Right? I got to the end. I got with, uh, Jasmine and uh, we're married now. So we're good. Congratulations, yeah. man. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, congrats, congrats. Yeah. Well, with no continues, I think these games are pretty not beatable, at least the Genesis ones. <laughs> for sure. So I I got uh I kind of got stuck on uh the Cave of Wonders level five. So yeah. I kept getting stuck on the there's some jumps there that are really big. Um and then I just kept missing them and I just got so uh, frustrated with it and I mm-hmm. thought I was doing something wrong and I was like, I'll oh, forget it. And that's kind of, I just ended up stuck there. There's so. a couple of jumps there where it's hard to tell where the edge of the jump is. It kind of yeah. blends into the background. That got yeah. me for quite a few lives. What I should have done is go, gone and done the cheat codes and tried it again. Like, 
going back to level five, but not knowing we had continues and everything and starting all over from that point, I was like, forget this, man. I don't want to do this and do and build up all this momentum just to fall flat on my face again. So with that said, so I got the, yeah, stuck in the middle of a level five capable. Well, now you know, you can use continues. Yeah. Unfortunately did not know that. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, and then, uh, for you, Mr. Zach. Yes. Shock you probably could guess shock but, the world and, and yeah. tell us how, how you beat the game. <laughs> so I, I beat the SNES version <laughs> on my second try in just a little over an hour. Um, I didn't get all the red. Oh, gems. Well, you're no speed runner. Come on. Yeah, no, no, come on. But I didn't get all the red gems, but maybe I'll do that next time around. I'll try that. Um, and I finished the Genesis version also that one though t- did take a few tries. Cause like I was saying that some of those levels were a little, a little challenging. Um, but I'll tell you one thing when I beat the Genesis version, one of the things that, kind of blew me away were the credits like yeah it looked like a modern game like we just got done playing cubert where three people made it right? right and when you roll credits on this game like there was just a ton of names and i was like wow this was a huge game like yeah you know everyone at virgin worked on this dang game like this was a strategically important game for sega um yeah. and i and i remember one of the someone in the documentary even said or the, the making of documentary said something like you know, during the launch event, they had like, you know, Jeffrey Katzenberg was there and like, you know, the president, like the, you know, Sega's president was wow. there and like and all yeah. the luminaries and stuff they, they could get came out. It was a big, right. big deal. And you could tell that just by, you know, beating the game and seeing all the people that had their hands on it, how it was, important it was. It's so interesting that the two companies took different avenues. I mean, I don't know if there was anything in the contract. I don't know what the, what the deals were between the two companies and Disney, but so interesting that one company went all in and then the other one didn't. Yeah. You know, they probably, I would, I would guess with the time they had and the team they had and the, whatever restrictions they had, they did the best job they did. Cause they did make a great game. I, I'm, I mean, I'm telling it you, it wasn't the, bad. The Genesis yeah. game is, is in my opinion, way better, but the, the, it's a still a great platformer. Yeah. So, well, remember too, like Sega contracted like Virgin to do it. Right. So this was essentially a Sega game, right? Right. Where Capcom, this was a third party title for Nintendo. So it was kind right. of like, first party versus third party sure you know so and then of course nintendo a year later would drop donkey kong country and sort of like <laughs> drop the big <laughs> boom you know, big big boy yeah so have a that donkey kong country in our archives as well that's right check, check that, that out, out. All right. So, guys, it's time to see if any of our listeners can uh, beat Retro Game Guys at Aladdin. Well, uh, Ty, probably, right? Uh, now we know. Thanks to all of our listeners who played along and shared their progress by using the hashtag Beat Retro Game Guys. Or, as I was kind of saying, in this case, we just also got a, some shares using the hashtag Ty Retro Game Guys, since mm-hmm. I think they, they already were ahead of us on that one. Beat um, Dustin RGG. Yeah, that should, that's what, I, it it, that's what we should yeah. switch this to is just can you get better than dustin are you better than a what was that show are you better than the second Sixth, grader yeah, smart fifth grader or something yeah smart enough fifth grader yeah <laughs> still dustin there you go uh so at jcast 6502 was first to beat the game and in fact he beat the genesis version the day we announced we were doing it super yeah. quick <laughs> hey we're doing we're, aladdin done hey, we're doing the done yeah. i like oh, okay I like put the socials up and then i like turned around and i got a got a notice kind of thing so was funny. I, I told him i said like what are you gonna do all month now yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so, out, dude. also beating the game in some form, at least at Basic Gamer Bob, at Jcast sixty five oh two, at Ketchup Fingers. Okay, nice. I like the name. Um, at Guillermo Salva one, our buddy the archivist. Archivist. Um, and at Sortham NES. Most of them beat both the Genesis and the SNES version. Hmm. 
Um, Derek H uh, cleared the Genesis version a week ago, and then he hit Twitter like two hours before we started this recording, uh, and he went, uh, how much time do I have left? <laughs> <laughs> um, so then he speed ran the SCNS version over the last couple hours, and wow. just before we hit the record button, sent in a screenshot of those credits rolling. So well done. Him. Well done, Good Derek. for him. Wasn't he in Texas? Isn't he the one in Texas? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm I, glad he had power enough to yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, he's got power now and all that jazz. Uh, also sending in a late score was our buddy Larry, LJ White 28 saying, yeah. I just now got started. Uh, I made it to level two of SNES and just made level three of Genesis. That works. Beats <laughs> womp, womp. At least well, he, he made... <laughs> well, speaking of Storm, he was saying on Twitter that like he ordered the game, but it was delayed. The shipping was delayed because uh, of storms and oh, then yeah. like yeah, some other uh, issue. Sure. And, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Terracotta Stew also gave it a run, and uh, but didn't beat it. And uh, same goes for Sega Master Tim. He oh, sent in, he had to go at the Aladdin for the first time since I don't know when, he says. Uh, he got to the fifth level, just like me, with 16,100, so not bad for a first attempt. Bit annoyed that I couldn't save the score at the end to take a pick. <laughs> Grr. Hold on, there's get... a score at the end? Um, the Genesis does have score oh. scoring going, but we didn't use that because it doesn't. it's not across all everything. So. That's right. Interesting. Um, all right, that wraps up the scores. Congrats to all our winners. Uh, yeah, well you done. can say you tied the retro game, guys, and most of you, except for a couple, beat me. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> all right. All right, now it's time for our monthly gift card giveaway. This month's winner is Philip A. Now, Philip has been following us for a while on Facebook. He sent us a note recently that read, I really enjoy listening to you guys. It feels like I'm sitting with friends and just talking about games I enjoy. Started to get back into the retro games since I started listening to you. Any chance we'll hear about Mega Man 2 or Chrono Trigger? All right. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely let you know, Philip, the that we'll be getting to Mega Man at some point for sure. For sure. I think that, that one comes up on in our little our little book of games. It comes comes back every time I exactly I know we have talking. that written down. We, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to Maybe it. Maybe on multiple pages at this point. Yep. Uh, and and I know uh, Chrono Trigger is, has a good rep too, so that might uh, that might make the pile at some point. Yeah, that's a great game. I would just I just dread having to buy a copy of Chrono Trigger because like oh. They go for over like 150 bucks for. Oh, okay. Maybe this doesn't yeah. make the pile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we'll play something less expensive next. Congrats to Philip. Yes, you get your $25 gift card for your favorite console, or maybe apply it towards a copy of Chrono Trigger if you don't. Yeah, agree. that's right. <laughs> and speaking of our next games we're going to be playing, it's time to share what's coming up in our next episodes. In two weeks for our quick play episode, we're going to play a hidden gem of the Atari 2600 library called keystone capers mm-hmm. uh, it's a cops and robbers platforming game that both zach and i have had been been having a lot of fun with lately. yes so awesome looking forward to talking <laughs> awesome about game. that and uh next month we're going to be switching game genres and playing the action adventure and sorta rpg game mm-hmm. star tropics yes which came out on the nes in 1990 Star Tropics is interesting as it was developed by Nintendo exclusively for the North American market. Uh, and yeah, it didn't come out in Japan and still has never come out in Japan to this day. Uh, it has a top-down Zelda-like view and a playful vibe. Yeah, I'm excited for Star Tropics. This game's yeah. been on our list for a while. And like Keystone Capers, it's a totally underappreciated game. I mean, this is yeah. a first-party Nintendo game. And um, not everyone knows about it. It's a kind of a shame. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's lots of palm trees and tropical stuff mm-hmm. going on in the game. It's a really unique, really? yeah, kind of RPG action thing going on. So heard yeah, about it, cool. never played it. Yeah, I have no I have no memory. 
in San right. Spoiler for next time, right? That's what this yeah. is. By the way, I think we should bring back a, like a like a Hawaiian shirt Friday type thing. Uh, oh no! Game, you know, like we'll, uh, we'll, did you put the TP, the, the cover uh, on your TPS report there? Oh, Sorry. I did. I did. <laughs> pina coladas. We have to drink them out of the pina, coconut. Pina you know? Did you like pina yeah. coladas and a go. terrible song? Horrible song. <laughs> it's a horrible <laughs> fidelity. Uh, yeah hey we're (laughs) cheating but it's with each other so it's fine that's right anyway (laughs) moving along star tropics looks like a fun one i'm looking i'm actually really looking forward to to playing it's an nes game i had never heard of uh never seen and looked into and i think i might have a good time so i'm looking forward to that a new one for me to check out and as always we'd love for you all to play along play the game with the default settings and post your progress with hashtag beat retro game guys we'll share your playthroughs in our next episode well, that's all the time we have for our Aladdin episode. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and it makes you want to throw an apple at a snake charmer. <laughs> for the Retro Game Guys, Zach and Alex, I'm Dustin saying stay well and game on. Until next time, friends. The opinions and views expressed on the Retro Game Guys podcast represent the views of the speaker alone and are not the views of our employers.